Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled Woe period Begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Hey folks, Helen here to talk to you about The Black Tongue Thief by Christopher Buhlman. It's a new fantasy series set in a world of goblin wars, stag-sized battle ravens, and deadly magical tattoos. Kinch owes the Taker's Guild a small fortune for his education as a thief. He's... working on it. Meanwhile, Galva is a knight and a handmaiden of the Goddess of Death, on a search for her queen who's gone missing. Common enemies and uncommon dangers force thief and knight on a journey where goblins hunger for human flesh... Krakens hunt dark waters, and honour is a luxury few can afford. This book is full of dark humour, and recommended by fantasy authors like Robin Hobb, Nicholas Ames, and Brent Weeks. You can pick it up now wherever books are sold. Happy reading, and take care of yourselves. Welcome to episode 198 of the Rusticle Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith, Hamid Salah Harun Al-Tahan, Sal Sightbottom, and Azu. One more time, who are you, who are you playing, Helen? I'm playing Pippin Took. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. So, I believe the last thing that happened is completely blameless uh, drums in the deep, right? Yes. Good. So, you are still in the main hallway, which is uh, lit by the light wells. You have taken out the waddly menace and are now in a hallway that's populated only by plants that are semi-aware, semi-alive, half-corpse, half-interjected interplanar entity. Mm. Gross. Wait, did did everyone else feel that just then? Feel what? Feel, feel what? You'll have to be a bit specific about that. Like, for instance, at, at the moment I feel uh, concern... Um, no, not a, not an emotion. Just a oh, okay. nasty, nasty rumbling third type of no. thing below oh. us that seems right. to be. Okay, well we can't go back, so we should probably just get a move on and hope that whatever that was don't find us. Okay, right. I like that plan. Skrark will probably say that it looks like it's safe beyond the next door. <laughs> so Skrark's there. It's just like, yeah, it's still got light and it's a long tunnel. Um, Does it look clear? Yes, but I don't know why they're out here, but not in there. Uh, we'll have to find out. We can't stay here. Agreed. Nods. Also nods. We proceed. Bofsky, Bofsky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the moment that we're not in initiative order, Cell will reload 
the repeater crossbow, which probably means that they're bringing up the the, the rear of like this. As soon as we're out of initiative, take that full round action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do this narratively. Done. As we go further in, Hammond is also going to cast heroism on Skrark just to help him survive when he's two levels lower than everyone else. <laughs> not gonna lie, not gonna lie, Bryn. There's a pretty significant chance if Scrock does anything stupid, Scrock won't leave this place. It's getting real difficult to not make everything immediately fatal to your follower. <laughs> he is not too far off the rest of us in most ways. The biggest risk is fort saves, to be honest. Mm, I repeat, yep. <laughs> that's a big <laughs> risk to Scrock. You are now in your new map in the corridor. Could you do me a favour in that to be specific for the audience, you are now in a blank featureless void Mm. stood on a path because there's fog of war stuff going on. Could you please put yourself in a uh, marching order? Azu and Zolf at the front is probably a good idea. We are the beefsters. We are. And Azu is now like, if there's something big down here, I should hit it first because I might have woken it up. Also, people can shoot over our shoulders, so... That's true. So I am going to enter Theatre of the Mind (gasps) bit. Ooh. Apologies, we'll have to abandon our lovely maps and they'll they'll come back later. Entering into that corridor, there is signs of more detritus, you know, like a dropped backpack and things like that. But there's no plants, there's no beasties, no bodies. And the walls are emitting light. They have sort of stained glass windows built into them. And light is coming streaming in through those. So presumably, again, you're looking at like mechanical mirror-based light wells and things like that. It's it's quite pretty. It's very um, multi-hued, long, straight corridor that you can see leads to a curve rather than a hard corner towards the right-hand side at the end of maybe 100 foot long. And as it curves, you can see it slopes down. So more like, imagine you had a very gentle circular stairway that was sloped rather than stairs. That's the impression it gives. Like, there are banisters on either side, but no steps. It's a very gentle curve down and to the right and away. What a wonderfully accessible city, you know? Mm. Mm. That's uh, very considerate. They probably actually obeyed all of their legal requirements rather than running ramshot over them, as most high streets do. Uh, Respect. (laughs) Respect as Valbard. Okay. Uh, We move forward. Yeah. Can everyone give me a perception check, please? Yeah. Natural 20, so 30, not including any critical bonuses. <laughs> 20 total. 22. 20 total for both Hamid and Skrark. As you are heading down this corridor, all of you notice that the stained glass windows are very large, like huge large. You're probably at maybe like an official entrance or a states person or like a tourist. Entrance. Basically, it's a bit flash <laughs> and it's a bit flash for... I'm delivering cabbages, mm. so presumably you're in somewhere else. It looks like like the pavestones themselves have been, you know, worked extra and things like that. And yeah, you're definitely at like an official entrance. Zolf, you think you hear birdsong from the end of the corridor and round the slope out of sight. Magical or in a way where I think they might have built a blooming garden like under the ground or something impossible to tell but they sound like they do sound like birds it doesn't sound like you know tweet tweet yeah yeah sure. tweet <laughs> everything's fine i tweet. am a bird this is a just, bird just impression just matt berry and peter serafinowitz at the end going a tweet tweet <laughs> 
But yeah, you, you can discern that right at the edge of your hearing. Got birdsong up front. Don't know what it means, but... Is that a code word? Nope, literally birdsong. Okay. I don't know. Skrark being super stealth will offer to scout ahead. Makes sense. In fact, you got a 30-something, didn't you? I Well, yeah, so I got a 30, but with a natural 20, so any critical... Yeah, I'm going to give you one extra bit of info as well, because that's pretty good. Well, it's as good as I can do. <laughs> <laughs> you think there is a very, very, very slight warm movement of air from that end to this end. Like, it's the heat is trying to flow out through the door that you opened, but it's super, super subtle. And I'm getting like a... And I'll hold my hand out in front of me. Like a warm breeze as well. I don't know what they've done up there, but it might be some sort of artificial garden or, or I don't know, it could be feedback from Yerlik, you know, because of the space stuff. So just... Yeah. Was that birds yeah, on the Yerlik? There was, I think, right, Alex? It was quite... Uh, there was until you got to the blight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know, it don't sound like the ones from Yurlik, but just, like, be aware something weird is up ahead. I don't know if that's Svalbard being, you know, showing off or something bad. Is it a constant breeze, or is it like something breathing? Mm-hmm. Think constant breeze. It is, to your mind, it's like you've opened the door. It's convection. And because there right. is a pressure def- differential, there is the slight movement. If the door was closed, there wouldn't be any air b- movement at all. So, and I know it's convection thanks to Bryn's quizzing on the uh, science episodes of uh, Stella Fava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's like, um, you know, warm air moving to a cold place, so pretty constant. Okay, okay, good. All right, good. Yes, good. Give me a perception check, Azu. Ooh. 21. Just to mess with you specifically, there it is again. Very distant. Ooh, I felt it again. I felt the rumbly, 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 soddy. All right. You're feeling it in your toes. I feel it in my fingers and my toes. <laughs> Would you say it is all around you? Is, is the feeling growing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, no, no. Why are you laughing? That's really serious. I don't know what it could be. <laughs> I specifically did not ask that question using my in-character voice. Uh, I repeat, you are in a corridor. All right, yeah, no, let's, let's, let's get a move on. A good idea, Skrark. You should probably, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, Skrark will head out about 25 foot ahead of the rest of the party just to be a kind of scout. Can you give me a perception check for Skrark? 16. Okay. So, as you all head down the corridor, etc., as you're heading down to the far end, Skrark calls a, a sudden stop and sort of pulls out a, a pouch of soot or something and sort of blows it in front of one of the flagstones in front of you. And you can see that it slightly disturbs and he points to it and just sort of uh, says very quietly, it's a trapped flagstone. I don't know what it does, though. So Skrark does get bonuses versus traps because of the whole rogue thing. Like, he has a disabled device, I think, as I think does sell, so they might be able to... He could now do the disabled device to try and discern it, yes. I'm going to say, give me a roll. I rolled a two, so 17. <laughs> He's stumped. Sell, if they want to give it yeah, a go. Yeah, yeah, yep. So we'll give it a go... Let me just... 28. Disabled device. 
yes, okay, cool. It takes a little bit of work. It's pretty well made for what it's worth, but it doesn't seem to be aimed at being undetected so much as just subtle. Yeah, my assumption is that this is something that is actually built into it being a tourist thing. So you walk through and it Uh, makes a nice show or something. So as you are sort of tracing it out and starting to have a look at the mechanism, that holds up. You think that it's something to do with the stained glass windows. Right, so they'll like move to look at you or something. Basically, you you think that it is a non-lethal something to do with the windows. Maybe it'll open them or reorient them or something like that. It's it's a it's a tourist thing, probably. It's it's just a. I mean, it's good not to step on it, uh, but it it's just a way to to interact with the the light show uh, that's that's going on. So so it's like a welcome to Svalbard kind of thing. Yeah, quite possibly, but, you know, if we're trying to be sneaky, it's great not to start the, like, welcome, wait, yeah, yeah. Um, welcome to <laughs> yeah. no, 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 You, no you can see Skrark is a very sensible person, but is looking beseechingly at the others. Mm, yeah, you're... You're right, we shouldn't. <laughs> I, I, you can come back, come back when we've sorted this out. Yeah, if, if, we, if we get through and we actually want to distract anything that's chasing us... Very good to know about. We can push it, right? Then we can push it, yeah? Then we, then we absolutely should push it. Because, you know, like, explosions, You're right. light show, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be fools not to push the exactly. button. Exactly. I mean, really, exactly. in the long term, we would be fools not to push it. Uh, but maybe, like, the, <laughs> their hand harbours over it. But maybe not now. No, not And hey, not look, now. once we've sorted all of this out, you can come back to Svalbard as a tourist, oh, okay? Oh, good, I've always wanted to. Oh, that'd be amazing. Know, so I we continue. So, so we. Oh, yeah, let's, we, yeah, let's yes, go. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, we you. should, yeah. Let's. <laughs> I mean, have you read about the mechanisms that you can write? Like that, the. I think they call them. Cell. Roll cell, costers. Cell. cell. As is right, we should concentrate. <laughs> we can move and, and talk. So. Maybe. I am going to progress time to you start heading down this slope. It's a very gradual slope down and is accompanied still by these stained glass windows all the way down. Hmm. As you start heading further and further down, all of you start to feel it is getting ambiently warmer. Mm. And all of you eventually start to hear birdsong. It sounds natural and it isn't a cacophony. It is just sort of standard. I, I don't know how else to put it. Like it, it's <laughs> uh, as normal to I... non-naturalist ears. Roll and knowledge nature. That's It's only an 18. Again, they seem natural to your ear. They don't seem necessarily compatible as bird songs. Ah. Okay, that's useful to know. Getting kind of zoo vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's, it's like, I wouldn't normally expect to hear an ostrich and a cockatiel having a conversation, but okay. <laughs> it has a slightly kind of aviary vibe, maybe. So in that wonderfully succinct summary of <laughs> what it is, imagine that Cell does that for like 30 seconds and gets the same amount of information <laughs> That maybe buys you enough time to start making it towards the bottom. As you do, it starts getting clear that there is a bright source of light at the base of the... I'm going to call it a stairway, even though it's not stairs. And there is an elaborate stone arch covered in leaves and such. Normal leaves or freaky, scary leaves? Yeah, exactly. Mithril leaves. Ah, is mithril a thing in Pathfinder? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wearing a mithril chainmail shirt right now. Gosh, I'll save you from a troll. Okay, all right, all right, <laughs> let's go. 
heading through, I'm now going to do a bit of a mind break for the players, which is <gasps> you might think that you're in a corridor using this map, but no, I have merely fog of ward the next map layer. <gasps> Ha-ha! Very exciting. As you head out through the archway, you find yourself looking at a very large excavated area. Whether it's a retrofitted, like, volcano is is debatable. I don't know if it's the geography of that, but it certainly appears to have been a sort of manufactured space. It has been... It's too perfect. It's too exactly hemispherical with a large opening at the top, which is uh, meshed over... Uh, multiple times but letting in huge amounts of light and you seem to be in a effectively a large park full of full-grown trees and to all of your eyes can everyone give me a perception check please yeah 15 oh 19 28 18 for hamid and 20 for skrark okay in which case then there are some slight oddities to it there is a low-lying mist running throughout the entire park as far as you can see, mm-hmm. and your feet feel tangibly warmer than the rest of you. Mm. Looking around the outside of this large bowl, you can see these big vents seem to be pouring in some kind of gas, maybe a steam or something, that is rolling down the sides, lingering on the base, and then it slowly dissipates as it, as it raises up. The trees themselves... This is just for free for anyone who's ever looked at nature. This is not a naturally occurring in any way. The collections of species appear to be random. They don't appear to be like incompatible. It's not like someone's tried to plant something that needs water in the middle of a sand patch and things like that. But there is no credence paid to like areas where it's like this is the this area or the that area. It's just it's just rampant. Same when it comes to the birds. There are birds from all four corners of the globe flying around in here. The park itself appears to be slightly overgrown, like once it was perfectly manicured, where now it is slightly a little little bit overgrown, a little bit dodge. And up the walls, you can see that they have inlaid mithril up the walls, continuing that plant-based design up towards the uh, ceiling. It's you're, you're nearing like wonder of the world type territory here. It's a it's an engineering marvel, and there are slightly further along from the park. So this, you know, this is a couple of acres, maybe. It's big. And then at the far end of it, you can see there are a large number of more complex buildings built into the side of the wall. Mm. They, unlike the area that you were in before, seem to have slightly more mechanics inbuilt, by which I mean you can see, okay, there's a steam array over there. There's some more machinery regulation happening built in there. It's kind of disguised and shrouded by shrubs, but think like theme park once you look beyond the surface skim level. There's a lot of industry in those buildings. Mm. I mean, we're looking for the central most secure location, aren't we? So I guess we just head in and keep looking for a way down. There is a deep, deep boom that all of you can hear this time, emanating from inside that complex. Oh, of course. Definitely something there. Yep. That's, That's the thing. You know what? As a, as a bonus, you know they probably won't be expecting that we run towards <laughs> the danger. Yep. And on that, I'll take a note, and then we can come back and run straight towards <laughs> the danger. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And welcome back. So am I right in presuming we we amble through the park directly towards the danger? Yeah. Cautiously stride. Yeah. Uh, sorry, perceived danger. Cautiously stride, right. It seems like maybe we don't need to te- check for traps, but do we need to detect for automatic welcoming systems? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> could you do me two things? One, Cell, could you please give me a knowledge alchemy? And could mm-hmm. Scrock please give me a perception check for traps? Okay. I also realised I forgot two different bonuses to Scrag's previous one, so this is going to be much better. <laughs> You're going to go from like, oh, he rolled an 18, what do you get now? 46. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. 29. Uh, is 37. Um, this gas that's all over the place, it definitely is a steam base. It feels like, to your eye, they've probably been, maybe not, it might even be an artificially created hot spring where like if you drill deep enough and you funnel it you, you can just do mm-hmm. that like geothermal power style so it, it reminiscent of showings i suppose in that way however this gas itself is mm-hmm. there's more to it than just steam to your eye they might have be they might be utilizing some kind of aerosolized fertilizer or something mm. The fact that it's out like this in this amount might actually be a good thing because it means that the mechanics are, have held up surprisingly well for something that hasn't been maintained for a year. Mm. It mean, or well, a year, a year plus. So as a result, it's it's a good sign as opposed to a bad sign. It means that it's more likely that you're going to encounter things like working doors. Mm. You know, that there's going to be light, things like that. Scrark does detect a few more traps in inverted commas however it's really clear like it it takes no skill from scrock at all that this is someone who designed this taking advantage of the fact so there's going to be loads of low-lying fog no matter what we do yeah okay why don't we put the triggers in for the information about these things to pop up when people approach it without seeing it but it's just a bunch of like information on the trees like he, he literally goes over just goes through it and then can pull the mechanism up and it's if you step on a certain bit a bit of a plaque detailing information on that tree just pops up and then drops back down again Aww. for how flashy it is the information itself is very taxonomic it's not very like oh this emits a nice smell blah 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 it's like you know family blah 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 heading through you eventually make it to what is clearly a front entrance this has a Jurassic Park vibe, which is, look at the science that we're doing. Look, over here we have a big door. And it literally has, like, in, like, Svalbardian dwarvic, dwarven runes, you know, botanicals done in, like, gilded archway over the top of the doorway, which has a slope up to it and so on. It's, it's very, like, look, we, we are doing good science here but it isn't it sounds stupid it isn't necessarily ostentatious it's just it isn't emotionless it's it's tourist science cell is like doing the wallace and gromit like it's cheese this is like oh this is exact and talking to scrog of course like this is exactly as i imagine as all like i got i got hold of a a, a, a where to visit 
to book uh, and and everything. This is this is so exciting. Look and, and starts talking through the mechanisms in uh, expecting Scrock will be just as excited. I'm thinking Scrock is Scrock yeah. is Scrock's a bit more interested in who goes to the effort of automating a plaque over. Oh look, a big fancy sign of precious metals. But yeah, you're, you're definitely on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, worth mentioning. You may have already factored in, but um, obviously I speak dwarven i don't know if anyone else does so if there's any additional information i can probably pick up on it no the, the plaques themselves were both in uh, svalbardian dwarvish which is yeah you, you you would be able to ken from the writing but it also has uh, translations into other languages and the main sign over the top is a, a dwarven runic alphabet for botanicals that's the only bit that's in dwarven only but you, even to your eye you're like that's someone who thought that the word botanicals looks real cool when it's inlaid with mithril let's head in let's head in yes yeah let us find terence I'm going to check the front door for... Uh... Terrifying Terence. Can yeah. you give me a perception check, please, for Scrock? For traps, specifically? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, God, I'm rolling out garbage. 14. Oh, that'd be enough. So Scrock goes up, checks the slope and so on, checks for no other triggers to make a big... or anything like that. Hesitates in front of the doors, places his hand to the doors, then recoils and comes back. Yeah, there's, there's something banging the inside of that door. I, I don't. It, to all of you, you can see there are door handles. Like there, there are actual handles there. That something's bashing up against it. Not, not very hard, but there's something on the other side. Right. Aww. Well, let's see if we can find another way in. Then there must be service hatches, vents. You know, there's a lot of stuff. Kind of gesturing vaguely at the mechanisms going on. Right. I'll kind of look at Cell and Scrark, being like machines. <laughs> Cell grins. Yeah, machines. <laughs> Right. Uh, can you give me a knowledge engineering? Uh, does Scrock have knowledge engineering? Yep. Can I get a knowledge engineering from both Scrock and Selby's? 20 total. 27. Okay, so Scrock immediately starts heading over and looking at the pipework and so on, and then comes back and I'll report what Scrock says in a sec. Sell to your eye. <laughs> this building seems to be characterised by a series of domes quite high up, so, like, not fully glass, but, like, significant amounts of glass domes and so on up on the roofs which the building looks comparatively scalable you might have some luck trying to like look in from there and see for entrances and so on you could probably smash one of them if there isn't an open window but the likelihood of there being an open window is quite high with this much moisture in the air you would have to leave windows open otherwise the interior becomes a mess and that's not what they're going for so you reckon a window-based approach if you can get up high is probably going to work and there's certainly enough space between the tops of these buildings, which are sort of staggered, built into the wall and the actual roof of this cavern easily. And Scrark comes back going, I reckon if we were to uh, tear off one of those vents, if we pick one of the ones that's cold, not hot, we could probably head in from there. But we'll be we'll be coming in at a like an engine bit, not a not a, a, a fun tourist bit. Yeah, or I mean, we could also climb up and and see in through you see the glass roof, and also perhaps see quite a nice vista of all the of all the machines there is another small inside the building right do, do you want me to take a quick look i can get up no problem yeah yeah that 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 sounds like a good a good plan um, uh, i'll take a rope if it's good i can drop one and everyone else can get up is that all right sound good good plan sure. mr smith yes all right yeah, i like that uh all right go go boots go 
That's canonically the activation phrase. It is. I love it. I love it so much. So I'm going to have to describe rooftops because of the nature of the map. I can't show you the rooftops without just revealing all the interiors. Yeah, basically activate the levitation, then just kind of like hand, like just hand myself up, kind of climbing. Yeah, it's it's dead easy. I'm going to assume that you're going up the nearest dome. Yeah, so okay. I'm going up the... Oh, that's a good point. So should I go up the lobby or, or one of the big... Where should I go up? Well, where there is... Here is the nearest dome. Where it was... Is it there? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, up, it's here. Up there. Pointing. So Cell is basically up against it. To be clear, it's sort of a more cylindrical building that then has a dome atop it, not a hemisphere. Sure, Yes. So you do have to go up a bit. It's not just a domed structure. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I don't know how else to put it. It's like a yeah cylinder with a dome on top, whatever you want to call it. It, it's, it looks very easy to ascend using uh, levitation, and there's enough bits on the side. There's even some uh, side windows, but unfortunately, they're all like heavily coloured and so on, so you can't really discern what's going on inside. Okay, so yeah, scooch up. I'll grab all the like enough rope, and then um, go up. In which case, then I'm going to reveal for you some more map. Ooh. Oh, I love this. You look so, you looked so happy when you got the chance <laughs> to do it. I love it. Right. You see inside and see this. Okay. So oh. it's like a fountain uh, no, room. Sorry. There's what? one extra element here which is missing because it's on the wrong layer. Is I was it a going horrible grumbler? It's a horrible grumbler I was going to ambush you with, but you've done it in a sensible way, so I'm not going to do that. Show us the grumbler. Show us the grumbler. Show us the grumbler. There's your grumbler. That is a grumbler. I don't what like that grumbler, grumbler at all. That's a big boy. That's a gigant. No, that's a huge boy. That's a that's a huge Hugo. It's a huge Hugo that should not be in that room. I'll say that right now. So I'll describe <laughs> the room first and then the huge Hugo. So inside the room, you can see that there is a water source at the base that is mm-hmm. obviously leading. It is open to sort of the air and to touch or whatever. And it is surrounded on all sides by what looks like an overgrown plant nursery. So you're looking at maybe a hydroponic setup or something similar. Mm. However, again, even to your eye, it looks a little bit like it's half done for practicality, half done for show, in keeping with the sort of like, look at the science that we're doing here. Blah, da, 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 da. It doesn't appear to have been ransacked. However, you can see a literally huge, horrendous structure creature that seems to be like a like a a huge shambling bone worked structure it's like if you took a creature and turned it inside out so all the bones are on the outside as armor instead of the inside as structure uh... it has a pair of spines for hands long and whip like its eyes are glowing a sort of deep deep blue and it is a accoutrement of uh, humanoid bone parts atop it as well so like it's it, the image that you are seeing is exactly what it looks like it, it yeah, has a, I just assumed that that was a horrible filler image no. and that but that was that is that is exactly it. as horrible shoulder as it is shoulder pads made of skulls Ooh. it is a bad day for anyone you mm. also notice that of would you notice from here actually give me a perception check 19 bit of a stretch do you have anything to do with mining or whatever mechanically that i can give a bonus for uh i don't think so because i am specifically bad at that because i didn't want to do yeah, it yeah i don't knowledge of horrible undead creatures comes from religion normally it's true i've got religion and plays yeah you know I... what give me a knowledge religion that might cover it 14 no it would not it's just an horrible thing. It is a properly horrible thing. 
All right. A bunch of the bones in it, to be clear, are not humanoid. Okay. So it's it's other creatures as well. There is um, a set of open windows. From here, you can even look out over a couple of the other domes. The other domes seem to be sealed. This one seems to have a pair of windows open on either side for venting. You can mm-hmm. see it might be that a couple of the other domes might have windows open, but they don't look big enough to your eye. But you could possibly explore the complex more, but you're going to have to head sort of further up and further in. Fine. Is this, this thing is moving around, right? As you are watching, as a last thing, it sort of gives a, a, a stare around at something and then just thuds the wall hard, giving another moving through the structure right so it is the source of the thumping i will sort of sort of creep back lean over do like a shh motion and um give like a really serious face um, <laughs> that's different from zob's usual thing yeah. well yeah but like mm. yeah yeah and i will tie tie the rope and let it drop uh but yeah like miming do this but be quiet and if you need me to make like a, a not tying check, or it's fine, yeah, it's fine. You, uh, you already have the sailor profession anyway, so like we've established oh, yeah, previously yeah, no, really that that's at tying you're knots. really good at knots anyway. It's just whether you wanted me to like maybe roll a natural one and muck it up, but nah, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, is everyone climbed up now? Oh, right, okay. Sorry, I thought you'd came down, so you gestured and then to, for them to come up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, no, you're right. I will, I will wait like ten seconds. And go. That's a stupid idea. <laughs> and then we'll climb back, climb back down, climb back down, and go right. Okay, found the source of the thumps. Uh, Scrat gives a big toothy grin and a thumbs up. Yeah, it's an horrible mass of bones and like just really, just it's, it's huge. Like it's huge. Gives a bigger grin and a double thumbs Does it up. Look like a kill switch. Yeah, like gonna be a problem. I have a plan for it though. Okay, I think I can probably deal with it quickly. However, and there's a couple of like open windows there, so if I can get rid of it without it noticing, brilliant. If not, let, let's all get up there and, you know, you can back me up if it goes wrong. Oh, like how sure could, are you? Could we not just walk around it and go into another building? Maybe, but look, I can I can go and try and take it out. If we take that out, that feels like the biggest threat here. I mean, like, literally vibrating feels like you the biggest threat. You haven't looked around much, but yeah. I mean, yeah, the other windows look like they're closed. We could maybe climb around and find another way in, but this looks like the best one. Sure. I'm pretty sure I can get in and deal with it. If I can't, well, it's up to you guys if you want to jump in and help me. Like, this is my... Of course we would. Obviously, we're going to help you. Fine, but, you know... When you say deal with it, do you mean, like, make it go away or, like, explode it into a thousand pieces, taking out the building at the same time? Uh, Unfortunately because I know where you're going. Uh, no, I'm going to shift it to the plane of fire and it won't be able to get back and it'll burn up and die. Oh. That sounds very interesting. I would love to see that. That's a very good idea. Yeah, so I'm going to give that a go. If not, I'm a cleric. It looks undead. I'm going to, you know, blast it as well. But Sounds like a good plan to me. Let's get on up on top. Right. Am I... Just quickly, I mean, the, the other creatures did seem to be uh, uh, phasing in and out. I'm not that familiar with planes, but uh, did seem to have some kind of planar dimension. So uh, there is, of course, the, the possibility that this will not go as planned. But, you know, I, it sounds like a good plan. Give me knowledge planes. Yeah. <sighs> Twelve. So I can go off what I reckon, if that's OK. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you one piece of advice. Yeah. You don't think it has any planar elements to it that you can that you can discern? 
Yeah. All right, yeah, so from looking at it, it don't look like it's doing that shifting thing, so it might be a different thing. The other thing is, the, the main plane that we found that's kind of mashing into our one is the ethereal plane. So that's why I put it in the plane of fire. So unless it can plane shift back, also, a plane shift is massively inaccurate, so even if it does come back, it might come back like 100 miles to the north. So... Do you mean, like, or even to the south, where there's quite a lot of people? Oh, I suppose most of them... I have blue veins. Yeah, or like Just up not, or right. down. So like it's okay. basically... So not in a like, small, innocent village. No, it will deal with the problem here, at least. And, you know, all right, so if we all get up there so you can see whether it works or not and, you know, help if I need so to. So if it doesn't work, are we all like, rah! Are we all like, rah! Oh, yeah, I mean, just beat the hell out of it, probably. Okay, okay. I can do Everyone that. Everyone stay back and I'll bomb it. Yeah. Yeah, we could try the bombs. For Although, the, but... to be honestly, it's so big... That we could be stabbing one side and you bombing the other, and we're probably not going to interact with each other. It, this thing is huge. Cool. Okay. I mean, terrible. Yeah, but you know, cool. we've got a plan, so that's good. And then I'll float back up. <laughs> do the rest of us have to do climb checks to go up the rope? Yeah. Remember, if you took those boots, you get a plus two and potentially a re-roll on it. And if you're using a rope, you get bigly bonuses. I don't yep. know. I can't remember what the numbers are, but I think it's. It's like a plus five or ten or something. It's it's quite good. Okay. I got a 17. Yeah, you're fine. Skrark scoffs at the, the idea he might need a rope to climb this. <laughs> <laughs> and rolls a 35 on a natural wow. 20. Oh, you know what it is? The stonework isn't even close enough for Skrark not to just put his claws in the cracks and just be like, boo doo 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 climbing like a ladder. <laughs> 13 for Hamid, but plus the rope. I'm kind of looking for you to roll garbage, otherwise you're fine. Cell? 20 total. Yeah, you're all fine. Gosh, I wish climbing a rope in real life was only DC 5. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then we don't, have, we don't have adventurer levels, Alex. I do. That's the thing. We're civilians. We're, we're commoners. We're all, like, level No, we're not. Commoners. We're wildly unoptimised bards. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we're all bards Hell that yes. dumped all of the important that stats. That's too true. Yeah. And I... Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, you make it up to the dome easily enough and everyone can look down and see this beastie. Yeah. See, see what I mean? That is big. Right. Oh, my God, um, it's so huge. Can I get, please, knowledges that might help? I love knowledges that might help. What knowledges might help? So, it, as I recall, knowledge dungeoneering is a general I know what weaknesses and strengths random monster has. Did you say Skrark has knowledge dungeoneering? Yeah. Can I get a knowledge dungeoneering from Skrark? Can I get a knowledge arcana from anyone who has it? Mm. I would allow a knowledge nature, but you'll need to roll through the roof. Um, do we, I got to roll a knowledge religion, so would uh, as you get to roll that as well? Yes, yes. My arcana is 19. Can I assist? Just Brin? roll it. You just roll If it's oh, that okay. high, just roll it, yeah. All right. What else did Azu not learn in seminary? So what, what, did, what did Azu get from her seminary studies? Natural one. <laughs> oh, you were practising kissing again. I love it, I love it. No, 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 this is fine. There's a, there's a reason for this one. You know what that's covered in? Bones. Yeah, I may have skipped most of the lessons that were in the crypt because I just, I just didn't like the guy who was there. Like, he was just, he was just really yeah. boring. And also, the training ground was right outside. It was right there. 
bones. Yeah. Bones can sometimes... Uh, bones are often bad. Bones, if you can see them... That's a bad thing. often not a good idea, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You and would be able to, with your heel, be like, well, that's a femur, that's another femur. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a tibia. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> what other knowledges have I got kicking around? I mean, Cell rolled a 28 on Knowledge Arcana, but I, I do think that they will have done a, a long ramble about the the process of carcinization in in which really inevitably we will all become crabs. This undead has become a crab. <laughs> so can I also get the score from Hamid, please? Thirty-three knowledge arcana from Hamid. Ooh. And knowledge religion I already got from Ben. So in terms of the knowledge arcana, dungeoneering. Oh yeah, dungeoneering. Scrark was twenty-seven. Dungeoneering. Scrark looks at that and goes. I think I've seen something like that before back at um, back in Japan. Hamid and Cell, you think you're able to identify what this thing is? It is a naturally occurring, incredibly rare fossil construct. So they can be made by like very dedicated crafts of teams and so on. However, in particularly rare situations, they can naturally arise in areas where there's lots of magic and there is sort of significant amounts of material to work from or maybe complicating odd factors. This bodes very ill for Zolf's plan because this type of a creature is very resistant to magics. Ooh. Very resistant oh. to magics. To, to all magic. Just to magics, full stop. You also know that, unfortunately, it can petrify. Not on sight. Oh, no. It is a touch-based petrification combat beast. I hate you, Alex. I, one of these days, <laughs> I will plane shift a problem away. <laughs> but it is not I promise you, Ben, you can plane shift some problems from this, this area away, but not Good. this one. All right, fine. <laughs> these, the general consensus from anyone who has ever encountered these, very, very rare is, don't. Uh, so I think it's a fossil construct, and it might be resistant to, to well, all forms of magic. And it, oh, it, balls. it's probably best to avoid it completely. That they're known right. to be very dangerous. Yeah, no, fair enough. Then that that plan's probably out the window. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Zolf. That sounded like a brilliant plan, and you were just unlucky. Yeah, I, no, it's fine. I was really looking. We forward should to save that. that for another one. I bet there's another oh, one yes, that's doing oh, really good on. Look, if I don't use it here, I use it later. Great, so yeah. fine. All right, so uh, another window then. Yeah, I, I, I think it might have to be another window then. All right, um, let's go. So, as you are sort of tracking around the ceilings and so on, you do see another one further up and further in, which is a another dome that has these side windows open. Mm-hmm. And heading over and looking down inside, you see that it is a, a, almost a carbon copy of the other one. Unlike the first one, which seemed to be like at the end of a long corridor or something, this one seems to be maybe a crossroads, like it's right in the middle of the complex. Sure. However, it seems to be a clear drop down. There doesn't seem to be any other beasties in there. And it, it looks like a, basically a better option, though it probably does connect in with the other dome that you came via, because you can just see the the structures to a degree, and it's likely, but it's certainly out of sight, and it's still a good, like, you know, oh, I can use my rulers. <laughs> you know, it's, it's still a good, like, 80 feet or so away with multiple walls between, so you'd probably be fine. Yeah, I mean, I've also got stone shape if I need to block off an exit. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's going to be your best bet from what you can see. I can say there is another dome which you can't enter, 
which is going to be revealed to the right-hand side. So we've got three domes that you are aware of but you couldn't get into. There is a fourth very, very, very large dome to the far right-hand side. However, that one does not have glasswork inside it. That is a sort of sealed unit almost. Right. Um, So I'm going to reveal the other dome that you can see down into. There are, to be clear other domes kicking around here however most of those are sealed it's only these sort of three core ones that appear to be fully glassed and open okay so as you start traversing across these rooftops looking for a few entrances you come to the conclusion that there are six domes dotted around the complex five of those are of a similar design to what you have seen previously and two of those are absolutely chock full with watcher plants. You couldn't move for them. They've they've flourished in there. Maybe some people tried to hole up in those spaces and it went bad. I don't know. Mm. The two middle ones appear to have nothing in there at all. One on the far right is enormous dome but is not glass and is a, seems to be a sealed unit of some kind. And of the two that are accessible, like that you can see in and have nothing in there, one of them has uh, windows open. The other one looks like it may have meant to have windows open and maybe has had a minor mechanical failure or something similar. So there is one way in which is decent enough distance from any other beasties that you should be okay to climb down. Sure. Okay. Okay. Right. Got a plan then, yeah? In there, then over there. Hope the thing there. Oh no, I'm I'm gonna wall up the corridor so oh, that right. big thing can't get us, because I don't want them to deal with that. Very wise. That's I, I like that. I like that. Right. Sounds like a plan. And on that, I am going to end the episode. Ooh. Look at you! You're playing so sensibly! No, I wanted to blow it up! I was huh. slightly sad to deny your plane shift. Of all of the I didn't expect you to pick it on that one. You just came at it in a slightly It's the biggest one. I've only got one of them a day. I've got to choose a good target. Ben, Ben, Ben. It's the biggest one that you can see. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was always a bit worried about like, oh, the first one I see, I'll plane shift away. And you'll be like, ah, but here's an even uh, uh, gigantic Agarath to reveal. (laughs) Assemble mecha fossil construct. Oh, this was my ablative goon. (laughs) (laughs) You, you may have discovered my success plan that has so far already started to serve me well. Right, anyway, we've, we've we got beasties to climb down and fight. So until then, bye, everyone. Bye! Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening.
Okay. So I right, just okay. to screw with Alex's plan, slam cut dissolve me like, right, everybody, let's just run away. Run back out. No, don't go through the door. Run somewhere else. <laughs> I got contingencies for it. The benefit of this map system is I can copy and paste big boys wherever I need to make you go. <laughs> Wait. <clears throat> me, me, me. <laughs> it's like watching Mr. Bean get into character. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.